Make sure you tune in Tuesday to see, to see, to listen to our episode about Mothra versus Godzilla. Soon we're going to be talking about cults, oddities, other things of that nature. In uh, a new kind of mini-sode format. Uh, I won't give the details of the first episode, but I'm obsessed with it, and I already wrote the script. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know anything about it, so it'll be a different kind of episode for sure. But I will tell you, Mars Island is involved. Welcome back to another mini-sode. Today we're talking about the season finale of Lovecraft Country Season 1. This is probably the most jam-packed of all of the episodes. I kind of felt like this could have been, like, two episodes almost. It should have been two episodes. I feel like they, they like, closed a lot of, um, tied up a lot of loose ends, rather, but I would have liked more information. There has to be a season two. I think there is. I think it was renewed. Because the woman that made this is also making something else that is coming out soon. Misha Green is also um, talking about trying to do a reboot of Stephen King's It, but also in a series version, as opposed to like the two movies that came out, like reminiscent of the Tim Curry Pennywise. And she also, I guess, is very into vampires and wants to reboot Interview with a Vampire, the Anne Rice story. Would that be a movie or would that be a series? It doesn't say in this article, but um, the It reboot was the thing that I had read about that I was trying to remember. Huh. We just got the movies. Do we need... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much sick of It at this yeah. point. I don't know if I want that. Interview the Vampire would be cool, though. I just don't know if it would be better. Because uh, the original is pretty good. I am so indifferent about that movie. I think it's good. I guess it could get... I don't know. I truly have seen it twice, and I have no desire to ever see it again. I don't care about it. (laughs) I just would much rather have her make season two of Lovecraft Country. Yeah. The biggest thing is I'm sick of reboots. Right. (laughs) Trigger warnings for this episode um, include really intense blood and gore in this one, as well as mention of suicide and debatably some, like, suicidal type of imagery. Um, so just a heads up. Everybody's back and, you know, they have the book. Dee is turning in back into the, the creepy little monster version creepy of monster herself. monster girl. Yeah. I also wrote blue hair don't care because <laughs> Hippolyta's hair is, uh, let's see. Hashtag blue hair don't blue care. Blue hair don't care. But she looks good with blue hair. She does. Tick immediately starts to say a spell that the, like the book magically opens to the correct page yeah letty had like a little strip of paper that had like a spell to unbind the books that they could actually use it and as soon as she said that it like whooshed open and then right away montrose looks at the book and he goes hey isn't that your birthmark Mm -hmm. and then tick and letty faint they fall to the ground man this happens also within like 45 seconds (laughs) yes and this was really interesting because both Letty and Tick were basically in a weird, like, in-between limbo type area. Um, but Tick was talking to Hannah, Hannah, his, his ancestor. Great-great-great-great-great-grandma? Or is it great-grandma? One of those. Mm-hmm. And Letty was, like, in a separate room of the same home, the same 
reality talking with um, Montrose's grandmother, right? No, or that's who's... his aunt. Okay. The woman she watched burn alive. Yeah, I couldn't remember who she was exactly. That's like in great aunt. That's Tick's great aunt. Something like that. There's a lot. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of family. That's not super important. But yes, if it's that's the, who that woman it, is. Yes. Yeah. And it's not. They're both in buildings that had been on fire, and Hannah being in the mansion that originally burned down that is she escaped from, but now it's not fire. It's kind of like this red fluid that's somewhere in the mix of fog, water, and fire all at once, somehow. And I thought it was interesting, too, that she said that she thought she was in hell, that she was burning, but didn't realize that this was actually her rage and that she could control it, which is a really cool line. And all of the scenes where um, Tick is with his mother, uh, there's, like, the fire is just, like, raining down in the background, like, against the windows, and it's a really cool effect. I mean, raining down isn't, like, the right descriptor but it looks very cool tick is told that the answer is in his blood and um hannah says that originally the where the birthmark came from was a spell to basically hide the family from those who would seek to find them with magic and apparently through the use of magic it had tormented hannah so badly that she ended up taking her own life mm -hmm. she's such a sad character and then after that is the sad sad but happy kind of scene where Tick is reunited with his mom and he's like laying on her lap and says that he doesn't want to die. And she says something along the lines of if we aren't willing to sacrifice ourselves for something more important, then what's the point? Like, what's right. the purpose? And they have a little brief discussion on how Tick is not just her and Montrose, but also like a wonderful mix of george as well right and because that goes back to as well like not knowing if montrose is actually his father but the three of them had kind of a strange working relationship you know mm -hmm. it's in this weird glowy in between that letty is kind of taught to read the book at least kind of she's taught the language of adam and they start to chant and like this image or version of d kind of joins them in this world and as they're chanting it starts to disintegrate and like it's like a burst of white and then mm -hmm. the curse seems to have been lifted yeah it almost felt like they pulled the poison into like their own realm and then destroyed it and then they all shoot awake now their new mission seems to be to cast hannah's like ultimate spell right which we don't know what it is throughout the episode until the very end you hear tick's little monstery friend somewhere deep within the basement and tick and letty are actually going back down the elevator into the watery tunnels really good music in this episode too yeah <laughs> i don't know what song was playing at that point but it was very good in these tunnels is where the spell is meant to start and they create this big salt circle and start to draw runes with blood and the scene was really cool too like of course 
in any show that's about magic. I like want to see more rituals. I want to see more magic. And this was very like satisfying to like actually see them reading from the book and like pouring the salt and going to the location and dripping the blood and all of the things. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like when they're casting the spell, this like magical fog appears and kind of creates this like dome within the salt circle. And after a moment, Titus shows up in the circle. Which was weird that he was, like, in modern clothing, right? No, he was in an old-timey suit. I thought that was kind of modern for the time period. No. I feel like all of the imagery, or at least in my head of Titus, he's wearing, like, a robe at all times. (laughs) That's a suit. That would have been, like, an appropriate suit. Mm. And then the camera kind of, like, moves a bit, and you see that Hannah is also there in the circle. Right, and then Letty and Tick just keep attempting to, like, stab him. (laughs) Not sneakily at all. And at first, Titus kind of, like, gets away and shows up in front of Ruby and Christina, who are driving in a car, and then crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Christina goes straight through the windshield. Because yeah. she's like, I can't die, so who needs a seatbelt? Mm-hmm. They, using magic, get Titus back into the circle, and Tick just stabs him. Yeah. It's intense. And he cuts a part of his flesh off, and then he dies and disappears. But all the while, his other uh, ancestors have been showing up to, like, help him cast the spell. To, like, keep him in the circle, basically. Yeah, and as the spell completes, as this ritual completes, they all disappear, and Tick says we won't be able to ask them for help again. That seems really cool, because as they're, like, they all, like, they don't just, like, vanish they, like, turn into the fog. Yeah. So they were kind of like this fog. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the spirits of his ancestors ancestors were helping him and keeping the souls of his, the, the soul of his enemy contained. His mm-hmm. great, well, I guess Titus is technically also his family, but they were keeping him trapped in. Cutting back to D. Obviously, you know, she's kind of pissed at Hippolyta. (laughs) Right, and that's something else, too, is that they, obviously, they cured the curse that was on her, but where the actual demon grabbed her arm has now actually, like, withered away her right arm. I think it's her left arm. What are, yeah, regardless, the important thing. She's a lefty? (laughs) Yeah, she's a lefty. The important thing is not which arm, it's the fact that that's her her dominant hand. So she's like, I'll never be able to draw again. Hippolyta explains that she wanted to leave to become Arithia Blue, the comic book character, and but Dee was alone, and you know she felt like her parents had abandoned her and weren't there for her when she needed them. After completing that portion of the ritual, they basically all have to team up now and head to Artem to try to defeat Christina with Hannah's spell. So many names, but I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, at this point, Dee and Hippolyta join the team. While they're all together, Christina shows up at the store and basically demands for the Book of Names. But she says, if you give me the Book of Names, I'll uh, leave you alone. Yeah, of course they're not doing that. <laughs> no, because it's the you know most powerful book of spells. Right. That... Her like, proposition was basically like, if you give me the book, I will find another way to get what I want that doesn't involve hurting you. But then, of course, but yeah, they would lose everything. <laughs> also, here's the most powerful book of spells. 
even if it doesn't give her invulnerability or, or immortality, mm-hmm. she'll still be the most powerful magic user and she can do whatever she wants right. and just force Atticus to die anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's a lose-lose. Yeah. And when they refuse, uh, she takes back, Le- or seems to take back Letty's invulnerability. The brand disappears. Yeah, that's like as she's walking out of the room, just like under her breath, muttering something and then poor Letty. Tick makes a phone call. And you see Gia at a bar, and she has a funny line here where a guy's trying to hit on her, and she says, Did you write down exactly I, what it was? Would you be willing to die to fuck me? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. What a thing to say to a, like, skeevy guy that, like, approaches you. Tick meets up with her and basically tells her, you know, she's human, it doesn't matter what she's done or what she is. She believes she doesn't have emotion or isn't a human, but Tick disagrees and says, you know, you're just grieving for everything that's been going on, your mother's death and all this. Tick says that their destinies are intertwined. And Tick says she doesn't have to just be a monster, she can still be a hero. After this, it cuts to Letty and Ruby who are visiting their mom's grave. And Letty asks for her sister's help once again. And that she needs Ruby to get a part of Christina because to cast their spell, they need Tick to combine three, all three of them together. So himself, Titus, and Christina. Right, and this scene is just, like, emotional, I think. Uh, Letty, who is, like, my favorite character, is definitely super shitty to Ruby throughout this series. Yeah, she's... Unintentionally, but... She's... Ruby basically says to her... How come I'm only your sister when you need something from me? Right. Which is very much like Letty's personality unintentionally. But that at this point I was like, man, Ruby's the wild card. <laughs> it's all it in her go, hands. It could go either way from here. <laughs> at the same time, Hippolyta promises to Dee that she will do whatever it takes to get her daughter to draw again. Yeah, and she leads her to, like, this room of their house, and we don't see what's inside, but you hear, like, gears and, Mechanical like... Mechanical whirring, yeah. and it, I thought it was the orrery. So did I. Um, or that she was building another version of, like, the the travel ray thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that thing was called that they used to, like, jump between timelines. You were pretty amped after this next scene where Ruby and... Christina are in the mansion's basement. What happened? They kiss. Oh, yeah, they kiss. They kiss, they kiss, they kiss. So Ruby goes back to Christina's after meeting with Letty at the graveyard. And um, Christina's kind of explaining how the spell's going to work. And Ruby's super distracted. And uh, she's kind of like eyeballing like a vial of Christina's blood. But it's in this scene that they kiss for the first time as themselves, which was very interesting. Basically, like Christina says something like, have you ever dot dot dot? And she's like, no, (laughs) no, never. (laughs) Because neither of them has ever been technically, I think, with a woman at that point. No, they've just been with each other in, in their... different bodies. Weird, Ugh, so strange. So, uh... I would like a spinoff exclusively about Ruby and Christina's relationship. <laughs> Letty asks Tick to get baptized, and Letty basically is kind of just hoping that somehow God will help them. Right, and I think because she lost her invulnerability, she feels like 
this is just something else to have, at least <laughs> from this perspective, she's not going directly to hell, right? So Yeah. Before they make their trip back to Artem, there is a very nice moment where the whole team is in George's store and they're kind of like cleaning up the place and reshelving the uh the they're reshelving the and restocking guide. the travel guide. Yeah. And then right as they're about to leave, Ruby shows up. Right, and she tells Letty that she got the blood and she has like a little vial. <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot when we were watching it, what did I write? A fucking lie, I think. <laughs> it's funny because I was like, I can't believe that. And I was like, what do you think? You're just shaking your head no. <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> fucking lie, I think. <laughs> so now they're all in the car going to uh, Artem, including G.I.D. and Ruby. And this is like the most lighthearted scene of probably the entire show. And they're all singing. Man, what song was that? I already forgot. We just I can't remember. It. They're all singing a song together, and it's very cute and wholesome. And the whole time, I was like, they're going to crash. A monster <laughs> is going to, like, slam into the car. What is going to happen? I was like, this person, this person, and this person are all going to die. <laughs> and you were like, what? Based <laughs> off what? And then, of course, they were separated, but we'll <laughs> continue. Upon arrival, Tick's got to do some gross shit. Yeah, I was not expecting this. So, the meat... The flesh that he cut off of Titus and Christina's blood, he actually has she to eats eat. it. Oh God, he slams it down. And with you're some like, whiskey. it's old at this point. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not like it was fresh no. chest meat. Tick goes to walk off towards the ritual, and there's actually this cool aerial shot of the destroyed ruins, and there's like this cool ritual set up with these fires. But yeah, as he approaches, just like these townsfolk <laughs> appear. And start, like, undressing him, getting him set up. It's very weird. Look at me being funny in the notes this time. I was just like... Midsummer? I was like, Midsummer? What is happening <laughs> yeah, here? It's very weird. Are they going to break out a cliff and a mallet? And separately, while this is happening with Tick, we see everyone else setting up their... Um, Rit ritual ritual yeah. they're yeah. trying to set up the spell they're like writing the symbols on different areas and that... making a giant salt circle yeah and at this point this is where gia and hippolyta and montrose are separated who sean predicted <laughs> during the car ride we're all gonna die I was like, they're all gonna die <laughs> and then i was like wait did you see a picture of this scene did you know that they get separated no and then you find out that it's not even fucking ruby and i wrote what did I write right there? <laughs> oh, it's not even Rubio. Oh, God. It's you not even her. <laughs> My friend, I'm like, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Rubio. Rubio. But, yeah, so they're all surrounded. They're, like, fist fighting. Letty is fighting whoever this person is that's not Ruby because they're, like, well, your plan would work perfectly if you didn't include Ruby. She's that dead. That was truly shocking. No, even though we knew the whole time that she had that ability, it's still... I was like, what? Yeah. No! Because as soon as, like, she like, got that, like, look in her eye, like, looking into the distance, and it was like, wait a second. <laughs> it is a fucking lie. <laughs> Knew it. Then she fucking throws Letty out of the tower. Yeah, that was very upsetting. That shot was really cool, though. And Tick is strapped to this weird Freemason-y looking big giant symbol. And, yeah, basically everybody is caught. Yeah. And Letty is dead not moving at this point she's unconscious at least but you know who finally minimum. shows up 
the monster shows up. Not now. Yes, now. D is in the car. That's the bad monster first. No, no. Well, there's two monsters. There's two monsters. The good monster fights the bad monster. Yeah, well, D firstly is getting attacked by evil white monster. Badass black monster shows up. Yes. And then, yeah, Christina just takes this giant sword and then just slits, ticks, it, like, entire forearms. Yeah, that's graphic. And then this weird soul beam thing, I don't know, starts to shoot out a tick plus moonlight, and it's fucking crazy. While she's, like, she's, like, chanting, bathing in the blood, and, oh, yeah. like, very much enjoying it. Mm -hmm. She's a really good villain. Yes, I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> But at this point, too, Letty, like, shoots awake and her invulnerability spell is back. So, like, what was your feeling about that? Was it because of what was happening with Christina? Like, it reversed that spell? I It think... reversed her taking it away? Did she die for a moment? Like, I don't... I think it might have been, like, the soul beam thing is somehow Tick and her combining... Because it's all of his blood and mm -hmm. soul, I think. And his soul is the call, like the only reason the spell is happening. So like, some part of him. Of, maybe because of the unborn baby or something. Like, maybe. That, that there's like an automatic protection that goes over. Maybe. It might be part of that or just part like because I think part of him is now merging with Christina. Yeah. So he brought the spell back. I thought that was interesting. I just wasn't really sure exactly what caused it. Yeah. And yeah, so she shoots awake and runs over to the ritual and they kind of like mouth I love you yeah. to each other. That was nice at least. And then yeah, Tick uh, stops moving. Mm-hmm. And Letty just stabs Christina in the chest who just kind of laughs about it. Yeah, because it worked. She's immortal. And after the spell ends, there's, like, this shooting darkness. That Letty is conjuring. Letty's still trying to do the spell. And then Gia stands in it. Yeah, so basically um, the spell won't work because Tick didn't get actually Christina's blood. So therefore they're not connected to make this happen. And so Gia, like, stands in the the smoke and like summons her tails to come out and rips through Christina and, and, and wraps tick around tick to combine them. There's a, I just wrote big magic explosion. Yeah. This whole scene, if I had seen this scene, like without watching this whole show, I'd have been like, this is so stupid. I'm yeah. not watching this. <laughs> it was fucking bizarre. There's a lot going on at once. <laughs> Letty's spell seems to have worked and Christina is crushed halfway under this, well, part of the building. So Christina's trying to use, like, the language of Adam to free herself or something, and it's not working. And she, this crazy moment between her and Letty, where Christina says, you've banned me from doing magic. And she says, no, we banned all white people from using magic. It's ours now. Hell yeah. Which is amazing. And that was Hannah's spell. But unfortunately... Tick did have to sacrifice himself for the spell. It just turns out uh, Tick didn't have to sacrifice himself for Christina's spell. He had to sacrifice for himself theirs. for their spell. But the other thing, too, was while Gia had her tails wrapped around Tick and Christina, we did see flashes of Tick being older 
and so it might come back. Yeah, because season two, please. There was like a brief moment where it showed him like, he, like with D and the monster, like uh-huh. showing her how to pet the monster and things like that. So season two, please. Yeah, something. Very sad shot next where they carry Tick's body out of there to the car. And he had written Montrose a letter that's very sad. It's very good, and it basically just says, you know... Raise my boy. Now's your chance to be the father to my son that you couldn't have been to me. And it was, yeah, oof. And then a very metal uh, scene with Dee. The last scene of season one is... The whirring sound is that Dee has a sweet robot arm. Yeah. And she's friends with the monster. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. She just walks up and Christina's yelling for help because they just, I couldn't believe they left her. Yeah, they just walked away. Honestly, like, that. I mean, fuck her, but they're honestly just going to leave her to bleed out for however many hours it's going to take. Or is she even hurt enough? Or is she just stuck? Like, ugh, what a horrible way to go. But uh, she's yelling for help and it's Dee and the monster. And then Dee just starts choking her. Was choking the right word? Well, it starts like, off as choking, yeah, so yeah, It's like her skin turned, like, purple, and then... Her neck explodes. Her neck explodes. Because she kept going harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Our adorable little monster friend, like, howls at the moon, which like, was... <laughs> Ugh, that sounded weird. No. But thank you for listening to our first mini-sode series. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be doing another one of these soon. I don't really know on what. Make sure you tune in Tuesday to see, to see, to listen to our episode about Mothra versus Godzilla. 